Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the fourth and final part of our journey through teenagers and sex. I know this has been a long journey for you as the audience, for us as well, Um, but we hope that you enjoy this final episode. Um, If you haven't listened to the other three, be sure to go and listen to those because what we're talking about probably will not make sense until you do. And with that being said, let's get right into it. But another question that I want to ask is, do you think that in our generation and in our society that there is a peer pressure for teens to become sexually active, even if they don't want to? And I will ask Sean to start us off with that one. Um, Do I think there's peer pressure? Well, from around what? where i am and what i see i haven't really seen peer pressure yet because i'm only just getting into my high school life so maybe it can come further down the line but i mean from what i see i haven't really seen it i've heard about it from other people but i haven't seen it like firsthand myself so i think it's kind of like maybe the people who you hang around with who might peer pressure you not even just through like school or people like just society as a whole and like social media and the things we watch on tv like do you think that there's a pressure from all those other aspects of our life that pressure others to do so well i could see yeah i could see where it if all those things came into play where yeah it would you would probably feel pressured like oh maybe i should experience this already because everybody else is talking about it so and i don't know what what they're talking about so maybe i should or maybe i shouldn't like you want to know so i think yeah maybe there is that type of peer pressure what about you alessa um so i think yes um social media is a big impact in you know like teenagers lives and it's like that's what you know, most of us use all day, you know, TikTok, Instagram. Um, and like, you know, I haven't certainly been guilty of it because um, I don't really have social media, but I have friends that have been guilty of going to bed at three in the morning watching TikTok. So um, I feel like social media has a big impact in really just pressuring, you know, teenagers to be sexually active, but also the internet, like we said in our other episodes there's lots of content that's created that like you know pressures or doesn't certainly pressure but want makes teenagers want to you know be sexually active and um and I haven't been around people that really like talk much about that but I know that somewhere around the world there's people that are surrounded by people that you know peers students friends that actually you know pressure them into doing this kind of stuff and yeah you and Tanika what do you think I feel like there is an influence from society like um you ladies have mentioned previously but I feel like there is more pressure if you're in a relationship um and both people are not really seeing you know eye to eye when it comes to sex I feel like, and you know, when I say pressure, it's not really someone like, like shaking you and stuff like that. I feel like some of the other ways that people could be pressuring you to have sex in a relationship and you're not really ready is more so, you know, like just 
like there are ways and you would know if someone if you already said no to somebody and you're in a relationship already said like this is something that I'm not really comfortable doing other ways to ask you for it they find you know excuses they say things like oh this is like a really I guess example that people use a lot like if you love me then you would do it or stuff like that um I don't I feel like there is a pressure that comes from you know if you're in a relationship and I feel like a lot of people actually do you know go through that and I think most of us looking from the outside in is like well like of course he doesn't really love you or she doesn't really love you if she's asking or he's asking for this and you've already said no but I feel like for someone that is in that position it's it's really hard to actually like see the full extent of you know the situation so it may be easy for them to say okay yeah whatever well I do I do like you I do want to be with you so like you know let's just go on with it but that wasn't like your initial decision so I feel like the pressure most likely comes from people in relationships but yeah I like that you brought that up but I would say to that is um that Uh, the pressure can the pressure might not also come from the your partner directly sometimes it can come from the person thinking to themselves what is their partner thinking they might think well they're not going to think i love them even though even if the partner doesn't say that they might just think to themselves oh they're not going to think i love them oh they're going to leave me for someone else they or you like you just think well they're not happy if i'm not doing this for them so that like you can be putting that pressure on yourself as well and with what you said about like well people well you know people will say well if they're asking you for that then they don't love you like they they don't want you but i don't necessarily think that's true in all um in all cases i think when someone wants something they want something especially if they want something really badly or they really want something they're not just gonna necessarily give up the first try and that goes with like everything not just sex when it comes like you know when you want a christmas present you know if you don't get it that year for christmas you're gonna ask for it for the next year even even if your parents say well that's too much money or we don't have the money you're still gonna ask for it because you know you really want it and it doesn't mean that you don't love your parents or that you want to make them broke but <laughs> you you really want that new iphone or you really want that ps5 so it's like you have to look kind of look at it from both perspectives but what i would ask to that is what do you suggest for people who are in that situation to do where them and their partner are not on the same page about what they want sexually Sean you can start us off with that one um i think that talking does a lot like you know just like communication and coming to a neutral understanding that okay maybe I don't want this and you you know I don't want this so I wouldn't feel like you're respecting me if you're pressuring me to want what you want because we both have our different opinions so you know that's where you know communication and understanding and just being there for your partner comes into play to understand that okay maybe they want to wait or maybe they want it earlier and you don't but you know Definitely. What about you, Alessa? The question was if your partner doesn't want to wait until marriage, right? Yes, basically that. Like, even if it's not until marriage, maybe they're not ready to have sex at the moment. Maybe they didn't say they don't, they want to wait. But, you know, at the moment, they're not ready. Mm -hmm. And the other person is. What would you suggest that they do? 
Um, so I wouldn't really have a tip for that because um, I haven't been through that. And um, I don't know. I don't know. But I think mostly just, just like Sean said, having communication between your partner and like, you know, telling them like, I like our relationship, you know, like we're in a really good relationship. It's just, I feel like I'm not ready to go through that process yet. And if they end up, you know, just dating you because they want sex, then um, that's something you have to deal with. So I feel like that's what I would say. But it's like, you know, I've been surrounded, like an example, my mom, of what I know is that she waited. She didn't like consciously wait until marriage for sex, but I feel like that was her plan. and. You know, she ended up having sex after for me. So that's what I know. But um, yeah, so I just feel like that having communication, you know, letting them know that it's like you feel like it's not the time or understanding your partner because it might be you who's ready, but your partner's not. So you being able to actually open up and be like, I understand and just move on with your lives. And Tanika, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, um, kind of similar to what was shared already. I also feel like um, like communication, like you guys said, is important. But also, like maybe if finding a middle ground like works for both of you, then you know it's a good way to ask to go on about the issue as well. If it's actually a big issue in the relationship where this person is like, I really, really do need this. Um, or I don't know, whatever the case may be, I feel like communication is important. If you are willing to compromise, you can find a middle ground to it. But if not, then, you know, that other person should be able to understand kind of where you're coming from and even your reasons, because we all have values, we all have things that we want to like uphold and, you know, that we've learned that we want to go for. So yeah, your partner should always be able to understand your side as well. Yeah. Thank you for that. Have you ever wanted a safer online space created just for you? Introducing My Power App, a social connection and mentorship app for girls. With My Power App, you can connect with mentors and girls from diverse backgrounds, access our helplines for support on issues with school, life, relationships, mental health, and so much more. Participate in group chats on diverse topics, learn new skills in our resources hub, share your thoughts in a private journal or make them public as stories. My Power App was made for you. This is your safe space to connect and be empowered. We are rooting for you. Join our community and become a girl of power. Now available for download on Android, iOS, and on web. Um, I know we're going a bit over time, so I'm just going to ask one more question, and that is, when was the first time that you were exposed to sex? And do you think that younger children and younger generations are too exposed to it? Uh, Alessa, you can start us off. Um, so first I'll answer the second question. Uh, yes, I think they're way too exposed to it, mostly because, you know, sometimes when younger kids are growing up with older kids, um, sometimes the older kids tend to talk a lot about it. And um, also in the sense that, again, little kids, let's just say kids from grade five and up, um, they also have social media too. So 
they were way too exposed to it. And um, I first was exposed to sex probably in grade six, no, grade seven, when um, our teacher was doing Fully Alive. She was talking about what happened. Like, she doesn't talk what happens when you have sex or how you get pregnant after sex. She was talking what happens when you get pregnant, like, you know, what happens in the in the female body. So, and then the kids at lunchtime would talk about what the teacher wouldn't say. So they would say like, oh, technically you get pregnant because you have sex and then this and that. So that's when I first got exposed to sex. Um, but I did have quite, I didn't have lots of knowledge, but the word sex wasn't a brand new word to me in grade seven. Probably by grade five, I knew the word sex. I just didn't know what it meant. Um, and then when I got way more older, this age, it's when I'm start. my mom's starting to open up a little more about like, you know, protecting myself and not letting any guy come and touch me and not sitting on guys' laps because that's a way to get pregnant right there, you know? You, you can get pregnant without sex. You, you should know that, but yeah. What about you and Sika? I was just here laughing because I'm like, I'm not about to expose myself. <laughs> but I, was, I, I will say, I feel like, when I was younger, my mom never really talked to me about sex like that. But when I had, sorry for Sean, if this is a bit TMI for you, but when I was a bit, when I first got my period, um, my mom kind of just said, oh, make sure you don't, you know, play with boys and stuff like that. I'm like, uh -huh, what does that even mean? Like I have, <laughs> I have um, like guy friends and stuff like that. Like. I didn't really understand what that exactly meant. But when I did go to school and I, f I feel like at school is kind of where I learned about it, but I didn't really know like the depth of what sex was. Um, I kind of just thought, you know, people just do it to do it. I don't know. I didn't really have a full understanding of it. So I would say I was probably grade six, grade seven, when I kind of started picking up on little things about it. So yeah. Okay. And what about you, Sean? So my parents never talked to me about it, but I'm pretty sure I started to know about it in grade five because like, okay, so the school I was at was like based around, I guess, older kids and had older siblings. And it was always like, Maybe the older siblings were saying something and they heard it. And then I guess they did whatever they had to do to figure it out. And then they brought it to us, right? So I figured out, like, I was like, what's this word? What do you speak of? I'm not, this this knowledge isn't of my head, all right? So I'm just like, okay, I don't know what it is. Maybe I should just mind my business. But you know, you're small, you wanna know. So you're not really minding your business. You try to figure it out. So you start asking a lot of questions until someone finally answers it. That's how I figured it out. And when it was started coming like a topic that was talked about more frequently was more say grade six, seven, eight, because I guess, you know, you have those lessons where they start talking about it. But when I first figured out what it was, it was just rumor, just rumor going around talking grade five so mm -hmm. i feel like it's similar for all of us like it's the kids at school for me i know i was 
young. Like, I feel like, like, think trying to think back to my memory, I feel like I always knew what it was. <laughs> because I, I was so young and I don't know like how I first got exposed but I know like I got exposed to different parts at different times example like I remember I used to think it was funny to hide in my cousin's closet and I remember one time I was hiding in the closet and they had to come out of the shower and that's when I was exposed to the first male body and I was only in grade two at the time and I remember in like grade three up to all the way to grade five like the boys at my school would always use certain words and i didn't know what they like they would use the word hump they would use the word rape they would use the word boner and i didn't know what they were so obviously i went to uh urban dictionary and tried to figure this stuff out on my own and then um sex itself i remember at a summer camp, the two guys, they were talking about porn. And at the time, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what they were talking about, but they were talking about like, oh, you know, don't go on this website or I go on this website and, you know, I always delete my search history after and blah, blah, blah. And I was very curious. And obviously I'm little, they're not gonna tell me what they're talking about. So what did I do? I went home and I, and like what they were talking about is like, like the titles of the stuff they're talking about is like, oh, Jim, delivers pizza or sally orders a pizza and like you know they sounded all innocent to me and the name of the website was also very very similar to youtube and so what did i do i went home and i searched up the website and i watched the videos and that, like that was the first time or i actually i don't even think that was the first time but that's the story for another day but yeah so i think to answer the question that i had asked earlier yes i think that kids are too exposed especially in the wrong ways like i don't think it's bad to know those things but like the places that kids are learning from from other kids who are learning from other kids is like no because when i first learned certain things i went on google and googled it and read an urban dictionary if you don't know is definitions made by people they're not scientific definitions they're not like they're not um useful sites or sources they're like you can literally make an account and make your own definition to any word that you want so you know that wasn't probably 100 accurate what i read and it probably exposed me to even more than what i had intended to search for because also with urban dictionary they have links to other words that they use in the definition so thank you once again, ladies and boys, for a very interesting conversation. Um, I hope you took a lot from it. Thank you, Sean, for participating as well. And we hope you enjoy. If you like this episode, make sure to come back next week. And also don't forget to download my Power app and follow Power to Girls at Power to Girls CA and at my Power app. Share with your friends and um, yeah, have a nice day. Bye.